Tonight's scripture is from 3 John, verses 2 through 8. 3 John 2 through 8. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. For I rejoiced greatly when brethren came and testified of the truth that is in you, just as you walk in the truth. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. Beloved, you do faithfully whatever Beloved, you do faithfully whatever you do for the brethren and for strangers who have borne witness of your love before the church. If you send them forward on their journey in a manner worthy of God, you will do well, because they went forth for his name's sake, taking nothing from the Gentiles. We therefore ought to receive such that we may become fellow workers for the truth. Trying to trying to get some technological things, and I am not I'm the last person who needs to be touching technology. It is good to be together as a family once again. It is good to have been together this morning to worship and now to come again together to worship. As mentioned, uh, Andy and Catherine are, are traveling. They went to Bear Valley up in Colorado to, uh, to, to participate in the Bear Valley lectureships. I know both of them had something to do. I know Catherine spoke on, on, uh, making, on owning up to your decisions, and we might mention that tonight. What is the most used noun in the English language? It's not literally. I don't know if you've, if you've heard um, young people talk. I'm not picking on young people, I promise. But this word literally keeps popping up over and over. It literally does. I'm literally serious. I am literally telling you how it literally comes. Now I'm going to be saying that all the rest of, uh, of the evening. But this word like as well. And I was like, and they were like, and like, like, like. But that was around when I was young, and it still is around now. But the most used noun, there's a group of people called the, the Oxford English Corpus, or the body. And they are tasked with collecting words throughout the year. They have a, they have a collection of over 2.5 billion words that they have accumulated that have been used in literature, in speaking, and they... After you get past the thes and the its and the theys, the most used noun is time. It is time. I don't know if that showed up. It's not working. We will just continue. The, the word time is very important to us. Yeah. Is, can you advance it from there? Because I can't. Oh, now. Yeah, just go back one. <laughs> okay, now don't touch it. I got it. There. I, I'm, I'm back in control. Thank you. Thanks. So time, it's very important. It's a very important word to us. We, have, we want more time on, we have time on our hands, but we want more time. We're pressed for time. It's time to go. It's time to be quiet. It is time to wake up. Time is a very, very important word, and so it is used over and over again throughout, our, throughout the day, throughout the years, throughout the eons, because time is a very important concept. And so as a noun, it is used over and over and over throughout the day, throughout the, throughout the year, and it will be. But when we come to this idea that, that there might be something important in Scripture, 
We might get the idea from looking at 3 John and looking at 1 and 2 John as well that truth is very important to him. In 3 John, you look at, you look at chapter, chapter, you look at uh, 3 John verses 2 through 8, and Terry read those very well just a few moments ago. And he makes a statement. He's, he's been praying for Gaius. He, he's a faithful worker. He loves him a lot. He's very important to John. And he says, I've been praying for you that I will go, with, go well with you in everything that you try to do. I will go well with you in your health. I will go well with you based on how well it's going with you spiritually. And you see that word prosper. And we might think money, that, that, he, that John wants him to prosper materially. And maybe so. But when you look at the word and you look at it in the Greek language and you see that it means going well with. In other words, it means if you go from here to there, you want it, you want to prosper. In other words, you want it to go smoothly. You don't want to trip. You don't want to fall. You want to prosper. You want it for it to go well. And so John is excited about Gaius and how well it's going with his soul. And he's and why is it? How does he know? Where does where does that come from? Him being well in his soul. And John uses this word over and over again. He's walking in the truth. Truth is very important to John because it's a word and we see he uses it over and over again, just like we use the word time. In all of John's writings, as you read that first, second, and third letter, all of John's writings, you, we see that truth is a central concept. It, just in third John alone, if you look through there, you see verse Verse 1, I, I love you truly. Verse 3, twice. Verse 4, 8, 12. And then the word true in verse two, 12. And we've seen that John's greatest joy, do you know what his greatest joy is? You know what he mentioned? Not this, not just in this letter, but, it, but another letter. He says, I have no greater joy than to see my children, my spiritual children, walking in truth. It's very important for him. You know why Jesus mentioned truth a lot. If you go, if you just do a search in the New Testament for the word truth, you will get so many hits, so many results. But just Jesus himself, he repeatedly emphasized truth in his ministry in, in John, 4, John 1, 14, where I'm just going to go through John. Just John, the, the gospel account of John 1.14, test, John testifies Jesus was full of grace and truth. 3.21 of John, he who practiced the truth, Jesus said, come to the light that his deeds may be manifested. In John 4.23, Jesus explains that the Father seeks those who worship, worship in spirit, and we know the rest truth. John 8.32, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. That truth will free you. John 14.6, I am the way and the truth and the life. He refers to the Holy Spirit in John 14 and 15 and 16 as the spirit of truth. And then he prays in John 17, 17, sanctify them in the truth. Now notice this because it's important for us to understand what John is saying about Gaius. Uh, strengthen us in the truth. Your word, he says in John 17, is truth. Jesus told Pilate, skeptical Pilate in John 18, 37, for this I have been born and for this I have come into the world 
to testify to the truth. And he says, everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. Truth, Jesus emphasized truth in his ministry. And so wouldn't it make sense that John is teaching about this truth? That Jesus is the truth, that the word is the truth, that the spirit is the spirit of truth. And John wants and he loves and he sees his children walking in the truth. They're following the word and they're following their Lord and they're following God. They're following the Holy Spirit's, uh, the Holy Spirit's intention for them. They're walking in truth. Now notice that he says, that John says to Gaius, as it goes well with your soul, prayerfully it'll go well with your health. And I was thinking about this. Man, if someone prayed that my health were as good as my spiritual life, I'd be in the, I'd be in the ER a lot. Because, because I wouldn't do well a lot of the time. Walking in truth and the, and the blessings that come from it. All is well with Gaius because he walked in the truth. He was walking in the truth, verse 3. Those who had visited Gaius reports back to John in verse 6, and, he, and they say, oh man, this guy, he, he loves the church. He loves God. He walks in the truth. He helped us out. We can tell by the way he lives his life that he is walking in the truth. What a wonderful thing to have said about us if, if someone were to say that the truth is important. Love goes along with that, and how well it is with our souls depends on several things that we need to be focused on concerning walking in the truth. And so the first thing, walking in the truth, it demands that we know the truth, that we have the truth in us. For each of these points, I'm going to continue. I'm going to start with and continue on and finish up with the analogy and I don't know if I have a right to do this. I don't know if it's my place to do this. The analogy of an expectant mom. And you think about the truth being in us and it is planted in us. And you think about the, the expectant parents and they find out they're going to have a baby. And there is a baby forming in, in, inside of a woman. And the woman is, is, is excited and the husband, the dad, soon to be dad is excited because they know the truth, and the truth is that there is a human being inside of her. When we put God's truth in our lives, we can be excited that the truth has been placed in our hearts. It's been planted there. We know it's there. We, we, we can experience it being planted. And if we were to look at 1 John 1.8 and flip it, see, 1 John 1.8 if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth isn't in us. But flip that around. If we admit to sin, if we acknowledge our sin, that we are sinners, if we ask for forgiveness, if we go through the process of obeying the will of God in order to have our sins washed away, and even if we sin as Christians and we ask for forgiveness, we will be walking in truth and the truth will be in us. The truth will be in us. We admit to having sin. And we read that Christ is the Word. And in the beginning was the Word. 
we've, we've, we've read that, the, that Christ is the word and he is the truth. And if the truth is in us, we can be excited about that. We, we know what's going on. We know how it got there. And we know what's going to happen now that it is going to get there. And we'll talk about that in just a second. But Colossians 1.27 reads, To them God chose to make known how great among the Gentiles are the riches of the glory of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you, in me. That's an amazing thing to think about. Yes, we are in Christ. We're baptized into Christ. We are in Christ as brothers, as brothers and sisters. We're living in Christ. We're walking in the truth. We're walking in Christ. But Christ in us, Christ in us, that's, that's deep. You know, Gaius didn't accidentally walk into the truth. It wasn't just one day. He just stumbled in, into it. That's not what happened. He didn't just accidentally stay on it, just haphazardly. Well, I just, I've ended up, I'm looking around, and I happen to be on, in, 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 in the truth. I'm walking in the truth. You know, no one in this world, under, no one in this world under the dominion of Satan, no one in this world will accidentally come to the truth. No one who is, who is, who is that Satan has in his, in his grasp. Because when you come to the truth, it, it requires deliberate purpose, deliberate effort. Both not just to walk in it, but you've got to understand it. You've got to know it first, and then you will walk in it. You've got to know it first. Now, John, John says to Gaius, it's going well with your soul, and I know why you're walking in truth. In other words, truth is highly important. It matters. How a person thinks about God, how a person thinks about men, his fellow men, his brothers and sisters, how a person thinks about salvation, how a person thinks about heaven, it all depends on being in the truth. A person with false concepts in the area of brothers and sisters and of life and heaven and hell and God and Jesus, the Holy Spirit, if someone is wrong in that sense, the person, the person is going to live a, a life that is wrong. A person who loves the truth, is living in the truth, will understand that there are important things in life, but the most important, the most important is is. Being in the truth. Jesus himself is the truth. God's word is truth. And is Satan going to work overtime to keep us from knowing the truth, to blind the minds of the unbelievers, knowing the truth about Christ, knowing the church of truth about the church, knowing the truth about the word of God. He's going to work hard on that. We've got to know the truth. In order to walk in, in the truth and, and in order for our souls to be right, we're going to have to grow in the truth. Knowing the truth and then growing in the truth. And you think about that expected mom, expectant mom. And she has this baby inside of her. And if she's living right and she's taking care of herself and the baby's healthy, it's going to grow. And that's a beautiful thing to watch. A, a, a baby growing inside of a and 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 she's, and I don't know, it, 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 it's an amazing thing to think about. Again, I don't have a right to talk about how neat it is being the mom, obviously. 
maybe get uncomfortable. I'm sure about that. I've seen that. I haven't experienced it, but I've seen that. But, but it's a neat thing to watch this baby growing because this baby started out as just a tiny, tiny human. And now this baby is forming, and you can tell it's growing on the inside. The evidence is in the size of a mom's stomach. But you don't want to ever ask a woman, what? How far along are you? Don't ever ask a woman how far along. But, but if you know that she's expected, expecting, if she's expecting a baby, if you know that, then you don't ask her how far along she is. Don't. That's just, guys, young men, don't, don't do it. But we can see the evidence. And you think about truth in our lives. A knowledge of the truth is planted in us and it will grow. It will be growing in us. We'll be, we'll know, it requires knowing the truth for our souls to be well, it, for it to go well with our souls. It, it requires growing in the truth. And as knowledge of the truth grows in it, we start getting bigger and bigger spiritually. Our hearts start growing. Our brains start gaining more and more knowledge. Spiritually, we start eating and consuming spiritual meat. We grow in spiritually, we grow in knowledge, we grow in love, and then we have this scripture in Ephesians 4.15. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head into Christ. We've got a job to do. We are being formed, constantly formed as a Christian. The, see, the word is in us and we are growing and we're trying to allow ourselves to be nourished in order to grow in the way that we need to. And the truth is in us. And as we learn more, the truth grows and we, and we experience that wonderful experience of, of, of things growing in us. And finally, showing the truth. Showing the truth. The baby arrives. And you could say, that, that, that couple has a child. Well, how do you know? Because there's the child. Well, how do you know it's their child? Because you can ask them and tell you. But the evidence of that labor, the evidence of, the, of carrying the baby, the evidence of having a baby inside, and now the baby's here, this newborn child. And it requires, again, not qualified to I don't know what it's like. It requires difficult labor. It requires Labor, even before the labor begins, the labor of moving around. The evidence is there. The evidence is there. The baby arrives and the fruit of the labor is evident. And John is looking at Gaius' life and he's seeing your soul. It's going well with your soul, I can tell. I can tell and here's the reason. I've heard that you're walking in truth and I can see the fruit of your labor. I can see that you're taking care in, in 2 through 8. I can see that in uh, 3rd John, I can see that you've been taking care of people. I can see that you are excited about spreading the, the word of God. And I can see that you've been generous. And I can see that you have put yourself behind, uh, below, and, and people above you and in front of you. I can see that. You're showing the truth in action. Walking in the truth, man, it's, it's difficult at times, isn't it? Staying on that road, staying in the truth. But Gaius' efforts, he, he's helping people on their way. And not just those people that he's sending on their way, because these people, even people he didn't know, these people need help, he provides help, and because he provides help, 
you, you just don't know who's going to be affected. Who's, who, who gets to go to heaven because Gaius helped someone along as they traveled in the, in the Lord's name. We don't know, and the, the, the amount of the special contribution will be announced in just a little bit. But thinking about Gaius and the good report that he has, he didn't know who he was going to help in, down the road, but he just knew there was a need and he could supply it. Does it, does it. Do we read anywhere that he's wealthy? Not at all. But we do read that he is walking in the truth and the fruit of the walking in the truth is helping people out. And I commend you. Who knows how much, how much you gave this morning, but whatever it was, it's going to help someone. We have no idea how. But we, but we have produced those fruit of realizing a need and trying to meet it. You know, what does it take to walk in truth? Well, it takes labor. It's a laborious process. It takes commitment. It takes a tremendous amount of effort at times. And Gaius was someone who showed all of that. He showed how well it was with his soul because he was doing things for other people. John commended him for it. The proof of his love for the church, for God, for the truth, and others is evident in his actions. Evident in his actions. He says in John, 1 John 3, 18, little children, can you move that green? If you, if you just click on that green thing and drag it down, there you go. Little children, I don't know if it was up there, but I saw it. Little children, let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and in what? Truth. In deed and in truth. You can see where someone you can see in the snow where someone has been. And you can follow their tracks if the snow is fresh and deep and people have you can see where they've been. But spiritually, we can't see usually where each other has been. There, there aren't tracks. There isn't a trail to follow necessarily. But we can, knowing ourselves, turn around and see where we've been and maybe those places that we haven't been, I mean that we shouldn't have been, that we have been. But as we try to walk in the truth, we need to understand it, it involves knowing, it involves growing, and it involves showing the truth, being examples. And as we end and we think about the places that we've been, the places we shouldn't have been, and where and whether or not we're walking in the truth, we're going to end with Colossians 2, 6 through 7. Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted, built up in him, and established in the faith, just as you were taught, just as you were taught. Let me ask you this. What have you learned? What about what you have been taught about Christ and the truth and the way have you learned? And if you've learned it, are you living it? And if you're living it, is it evident that you are living it? And it needs to be, and if it isn't, there might be a problem with your life. And only you and God know about it if you're a Christian. If you're not a Christian, you, there, it's impossible for you to walk in the truth. And you aren't walking in the truth. You can't. To get in the truth, you have to obey God's will. And God's will for you is that you believe in Him and Jesus Christ is the Son of God. God's will is that you evaluate your life and 
and see where you have practiced lawlessness according to God and decided to turn your mind away, your thoughts away, and your actions away in the opposite direction, and then confess Christ before men and put him on in baptism. You will be placed in the way of the truth, and it will be well with your soul. If it's not well with your soul this evening, then let us know about that if you need to. And if there are any need that can be met by coming forward, let us know now as we stand and as we sing.